And welcome once again to the land of wonder, which is the Wonderland. I'm Jeff Healy, and thus shall I remain for the duration of the show, and quite possibly for the rest of my life, unless a better idea comes along in the meantime. So far it hasn't, though, which has probably saved me a lot of time and money, and look, I've never really understood parents who give their children weird names, apparently without any thought as to how that child is going to have to deal with it once they grow up into an adult, with a name like, you know, Candy Apple Sunbeam or Soul Muscle or Dalrymple. Hmm. At the risk of sounding a bit new-agey, airy-fairy, though, I do think that establishing one's identity is the number one job we have in life, because although I don't think any of us really has a 100% grasp of why we're here, etc., etc., knowing who you are can certainly help to get from one end of the journey to the other a bit more easily. The other bit of the challenge, of course, is having that identity accepted by society at large, which can be a little bit trickier given that humans have a history of being slow to change when they've become used to a particular status quo over a long period of time. And it's on that note that we are now going to enthusiastically jump straight into the first part of our show, the universally lauded, often imitated, but never equaled Theory time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm gonna tell you what I think I know, and I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory time. And welcome once again to Theory Time. Now, on today's edition, I will be getting up on my soapbox somewhat. In other words, I am about to share with you something that's not so much a theory as a strongly held belief, which I feel the need to express. So I certainly hope you'll indulge me. As with any personal opinion, of course, I fully accept the possibility that not all of you will agree with it. But anyway, here we go. If you were to ask me point blank what I think of the LGBTQ movement, I would say that, as a heterosexual, I believe its existence is, apart from anything else, absolutely necessary. Even though I personally oppose people having to stick labels on themselves and pronounce I'm this or I'm that when A. It's nobody else's business and B. Everybody should be allowed to be whoever they are, whatever that is, and without having to explain it or justify it. As long as it doesn't involve genocide, abusing children, torturing animals or being obsessed with reality TV, etc, etc. But unfortunately, however woke we might be, we do not and never will live in a perfect world. So we just have to do the best we can, right? And I think the emergence of the LGBTQ movement and the general wave of acceptance which has followed it is a huge step in the right direction. Now a related question to this subject is why have we historically been so obsessed and judgmental when it comes to other people's sexuality? It's something that, to me, has never made any sense whatsoever. It just seems like a subject that got pounced on by the control freak ulterior motive element in religion slash politics a very long time ago. And it's only now that we're beginning to realise that there are a hell of a lot more people on the planet who are something other than 100% heterosexual than anyone thought. 
and that this has likely been the case since the beginning of human civilization. In other words, what has been treated as a frightening aberration for an incredibly long time was as normal and inherently human as anything could be. And as I like to say, to have a problem with that is to have a problem with reality itself, which would be kind of stupid, wouldn't it? Of course, attraction and sexuality is personally important to each of us, but I don't think it's too much of a stretch to suggest that it is of absolutely no consequence to anybody else, and neither should it be. It should be no more of an issue to others than what flavour milkshake you like, or what your favourite colour is, or what sort of music or movies you like, or indeed, where you were born, or what your skin or eye colour happens to be. Because all of those things make up the person that is uniquely you. In other words, in the scheme of things, your sexuality is neither here nor there. It just is. People are who and what they are, love is love, preferences are personal, and that's it. Now, if somebody can help me pack up my soapbox, I'll be on my way. This is what I know. Theory time. For today's heartfelt and hopefully helpful edition of Theory Time. Now, something that's definitely a matter of opinion and subjective is music. And here we are again at Song of the Day, during which your personal opinions are encouraged to run riot. Something that's definitely a matter of opinion and subjective is music. And here we are once again at Song of the Day, during which your personal opinions are encouraged to run riot. Today's offering is from one of our Wonderland-approved artists, and in this case, it's Northeast Traffic from Rhode Island, Connecticut, with the title track from their 2020 EP, Magnet Man. Check it out.
And that's Magnet Man from Northeast Traffic. And if you like the cut of their musical jib, do check them out on Spotify. Well, I think we've been far too serious on today's show so far, and it's time for a bit of levity. And what better way to bring that quality to the table than a brand new edition of Good Times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. Okay, Kev, I've got, a, I've got a confession to make to you right now, and I have to make it okay. because, A, if I don't, I'll forget. B, I'll do something else. But the point is we do a countdown before we begin to record our session here for good times. And I always get Kev to go three, two, one, and then we go record. But I always click record slightly before because... Now, there's something that's interesting because... Sorry to interrupt, but I thought... For, for, for us to be able, to, for you to be able to edit this correctly, we should actually start and then do the countdown so then you know exactly where it starts. Well, yes, but that would make things too easy. For me, I mean, I like to spend endless hours sweating and swearing and screaming over a hot computer in order to present to the public, you folks out there, what the very best of us. Very best of us, which of course doesn't yes. exist. Now, Kev, no. I've, I've got. I've got a concept for you. Mm -hmm. Now, first, we're going to start with something that's very much in everybody's minds these days, and that is equality, right? Equality, Mm -hmm. people between people, different colors, different races and, you know, sexual orientations, etc. Now, what are you trying to say, Jeff? Spit it out. Spit it out, man. Basically, Kev, what, what I'm trying to say is the equality between men and women has always been at issue. Am I correct? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Now, women have had a tough, tough time of it. And the other night, it occurred to me why. One of the greatest problems is if you think about the English language, okay, and you think of the word man. Now, humanity, hue, think about this, humanity, right? Mm -hmm. You're already focusing on man. Okay, so second, um, woman, man and woman. Hang on a minute, you've got a man and you've got a... You got a woe man. That can't feel good. Yeah, but she's also she's also a fee male. Well, you see what I'm you see what I'm getting at here. Yeah, what's going on there? Everything is tied to the man and the male, and you think, okay, well, let's just say person. No, it doesn't work no. because per son. Oh my God, Jeff, you stumbled onto something. Yeah, I did, and yeah, well, it's incredibly painful too, Kevin. I'm, I've had my toe wrapped up for a while, and and my leg, I think, is some kind of infection. But anyway. It gave me a new appreciation of the difficulty that women face Hmm. when this kind of inequality is basically enshrined in the English language. Now, of course, it's not, not every opposite, you know, gender word is like this. A lot of them are, but you've got boy and girl. No problem there, right? That's good. That's a good one. Brother, sister, no worries. Also good. Um... Aunt, uncle, good. Uh, right. Cousin, well, cousin is cousin. Well, that's got to be good. Unless, of course, yep. you are... No, but we're talking about the English language. Let's not get off track here. I'm basically kicking the English language for its unequal practices over mm-hmm. the centuries since it was devised. So is it is it only, like, when, when you become an adult that it changes from 
you know, the girl or boy, you know, like everybody's kind of equal at that point, right? Seems to. Mm. Seems to. Seems to. Yeah, it's very interesting. But if I was a woman... And I was really thinking about this as I was the other day. And I'm sure I'm not the first one to think about it, Captain. No, yeah, of course not. No, yeah, of course not. Yeah, of course not, Jeff. Maybe the second or third, second or third person to think about it. But if you think about it, you think, oh, God. I mean, how, how are you going to change that? You're going to have to come up with completely new, a completely new word for mankind. No. No. No mankind. No. No. No mankind. No. No. Sorry. No. Person kind. No. No. Person, no, you've got son. Son is in there, Kev. Oh my God. Her son. So, right? So, Hugh, oh, you can't say human either. No, no, I thought you were going to say Hugh Laurie, but, but you know, but Hugh, it's <laughs> nothing to do with him. Fantastic. Great actor. actor, funny guy, but nothing to do with him, unfortunately, because he could sort it out. But, but what do you do, Kevin? My question to you is what do you do? Give us a solution, Kevin, because I know that you can. Kev. Can, can I get back to you in the next episode? Um, no, we need to we need to sort this out. No, I think we need to we need to come up with something now, Kevin. We've only got about fifteen seconds left. We've got fifteen seconds left. Got the pressure, the pressure. Oh my God, I don't know what it is. Do you have what is it? L- let's go. Let's call what we now call humanity. Let's just go. Blah. Let's call it. Blah. Blah. Okay. Wow. Now that's really really awful. That's a start. Now, you've got men and women. We're not going to call men men. We're going to call them... Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jeff will be getting back to his regular medication. uh, And we'll continue uh, in two weeks for the next episode. Or maybe something a little more... Good times. Good times. With Big Jeff and Little Kev. Yes, well, I must apologise. I did get a little bit carried away there. I do feel quite a bit better now. And... Uh, thanks to little Kev for guiding our good time segment to a safe and secure ending. Anyway, whether you like it or not, he and I will return with more critical thinking on the next episode of The Wonderland. Now, if you've been following the show for a while, you will know that every now and then we touch on a subject which we've kind of visited previously. Not to the point of actual repetition, hopefully but because another aspect or angle has come to light. And I am pleased to announce that this is not the case with today's edition of Jeff's Thought of the Day. And I certainly hope you enjoyed that red herring introduction to Thought of the Day, which today deals with one of the very few things in your house that starts out as entertainment and ends up as a trophy of sorts. And I'm talking about books. I think we really like books, don't we? Regardless of whether or not we actually ever read them. I myself enjoy scanning other people's bookshelves because I think the type of books that they have reflects to some degree, the kind of person they are, or at least the things that they think about and are probably interested in. For example, most of my books are related to comedy or music, and the vast majority of the books about music that I have are biographies and autobiographies of artists that I'm interested in, which would make me a dead giveaway, should somebody want to know the sort of person I am, to a degree. Of course, there's always the possibility that a person wants to be seen as well-read, intelligent, and so on, and that they might have bought all of those books on psychology and politics 
simply to impress people. Anyway, I think I can honestly say that I've read every book that I own. <laughs> But if you would ask me for specific details of what was in any of them, I'd be able to tell you very little indeed. So that begs the question, why did I bother reading them in the first place? And I would answer, because it was enjoyable at the time, and this isn't a high school comprehension exam, thanks very much. But sometimes people will look at my record collection and say, well, that's the same thing, isn't it? You buy a record, you put it away, and it looks nice on the shelf, and you've got quite a few records, so you'll probably never play it again, right? Well, wrong, actually, because when I buy a record, one of the qualities it needs to have in order for me to spend money on it is that I will be most interested to play it more than once, and I actually do find myself playing most of them again regularly. On the other hand, I think it's pretty unlikely that most of us would read all that many of their books twice. But this is not a books versus records argument. If anything, it's an observation of the, I don't know, mystique that books have, and how just owning them and being able to display them seems a bigger part of their appeal than whether we've actually read them, or indeed fully comprehended them. I also feel that a lot of us, including myself, feel a bit guilty about not reading more books. And somehow, having read them on an iPad or a Kindle or online doesn't seem to carry the same credibility or the same gravitas that having read the printed and bound version does. I think this is the reason that if I do come across a book that I want to read, I'm much more likely to buy the actual physical book, even though at the end of the day, it's less environmentally sound, less convenient, and absolutely unnecessary. Of course, it's another case, as if we needed one, of human weirdness, and somebody should write a book about it. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And that about wraps it up for Thought of the Day, and also today's trip through the Wonderland. I certainly hope you've all enjoyed the show as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And as always, my thanks to Little Kev for making our Good Times segment whatever it happens to be. And he will, of course, be joining me for more of the same on our next episode. Unless, of course, there's an unfortunate accident. Seriously, though, we are champing at the bit already at the thought of episode 86. So I hope you'll join us again Friday after next right here on The Wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's Wonderland. Wonderland.